Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show coming to you on this Saturday, August the 1st, 2020. Time seems to be going quick, and then other days it seems to be going ridiculously slow, depending on how you're feeling and, and what you are looking at in terms of your life at the moment in the season we're all in. It's kind of like time, right? Like when, if you're a snooze person, you hit the snooze, that five minutes feels like five seconds, but if you're pushing a sled, that five minutes seems like five hours. I feel like that's kind of what's going on here. Mike, in this twilight zone of, of shit where sometimes it goes quick and sometimes I'm like, man, can we ever get to the next phase, if you will? But uh, I'm going to touch on 12 steps to self-care today. This is a, uh, my wife shot me over a little infographic with a bunch of things on it and I thought I would uh, do an episode quickly for you guys on that. But before I jump into today, this podcast episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, you guys already know it's the one supplement I take every single day. I never miss it. It is just packed with micronutrients. If you're trying to be as healthy as possible, I don't see why you wouldn't throw this into your day. And it's the best tasting greens on the planet by far. It's not even debatable. Uh, if there was something else that tastes better and had even remotely close to the micros, I probably would jump on the train, but there is not. Uh, for you guys want to know, it's obviously GMO-free, no herbicides, no pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners. There is no gluten, no dairy, no corn, eggs, peanuts, no animal byproducts, no lactose, no sucrose, no dextrose. It is very lifestyle-friendly for all of you listening. Whether you're vegetarian, vegan, paleo, keto, whole-10, low-carb, whatever you're into, it fits. Uh, so if you guys want to try, hit me up. I'm happy to send you... Uh, the link for 20 free travel packs on me. Otherwise, if you're really on the fence and you're unsure, I'll have Monica actually ship you a pack right to your front door. Then you can try it. And then if you want to jump on the 20 free travel packs, you can hit me up. I'm happy to send you the link. It's athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Always and forever, I'm there to hook you guys up. So I wouldn't talk about it so much. I wouldn't take it every single day if it wasn't really good for me because if you can't tell, I give a shit about the stuff I put into my body. So that is where we're at today. Um, outside of this podcast episode, what do I got going on here? Uh, gyms are still closed in Arizona, so that's fun. Uh, not. And uh, our 47-day transformation, uh, which is our flagship program, is kicking off here in 14 days, five hours. If you guys are interested... I can probably hook you up with a little bit of a podcast discount code to make it easier for you if you want to join. It's the same badass program it's always been with the additions of we did an updated kitchen tour and we actually have you working out five days per week. So it's like three kind of Metcons, like little metabolic sessions. Some of them are hit focused. And then there's two days of specific loading in there, all upper body focused, all lower body focused. We did a couple different series in there, some uh, AMRAMPs and then some interval sets, which uh, does make the, the program very dynamic. But beyond that, this program is much more than just fitness and nutrition. We the, the personal development piece in there is huge. So we really touch on all the pillars of fitness. It's the thing I'm the most proud of in terms of online uh, offering, in terms of a collective uh, program to, to touch all the points and give people what they need. And I think now more than ever, honestly, it's the most vital thing anybody can do to not just put your body in a great space but to mentally put you in a good headspace uh to kind of wade through the shit regardless of what you're dealing with if this you know pandemic and season of life was 
you know, crazy hard on you, easy on you, if you're struggling every day mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, this program would be, I would think, the best remedy for that. So if you're interested, 47daytransformation.com, it's going down. So with that said, today's podcast episode, we are talking 12 steps to self-care. Reminder all you guys on YouTube, uh, thank you for watching. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube channel, 100% for free. We're throwing tons and tons and tons of content on there. My gift to everybody out there. So, when we're talking the 12 steps to self-care, obviously this has been a unique season of life for all of us. I talk with people uh, in our programs here. Some of them, it really didn't affect their life much at all other than you know, having to stay home a little bit and maybe doing some social things differently, but their careers, everything just rolled. And some people I know are busier than ever. Some people I know are making more money than ever. And then you have a lot of friends of mine in the fitness industry who have been completely crushed by this. Uh, their businesses are on life support. Uh, this week, I, re- I read in a group three businesses that are completely just dead because I think one of them, they were in Michigan, and the gym's been closed for four and a half months straight. They haven't been open one day, and they're asking how to get out of their lease, which they still had a year and a half on. They don't want to declare bankruptcy. So there is a lot of that shit going on, which is it's gut-wrenching to see because it's not their fault. It's, uh, you know, obviously there's a, a health crisis, but then it's, it's our reaction to that that basically forced them out of business. And, and for a lot of people out there, who listen and and, I, and I'll read you know, I would read comments early on in this but people say well I don't see how this business doesn't have a month of retained earnings and I hear you there but then to expect like a big business or a small business to go on for five months without income is fucking lunacy like you you have to be insane to think that a business could s- sustain that like a, a Target can't fucking do that. Like, a Lowe's can't do that, but yet you're asking, you know, Sherry's gym down the street to do that for five months. It's impossible. And anybody commenting otherwise has never ran a business, has never been in the business game, has never been part of something to understand it at the very functional base level. Like, they just can't be done. So, for those guys, obviously their lives have been impacted like crazy. If you're in the airlines, if you're in the hotels, I... Uh, Joe DeSerna, who is running the Spartan race stuff. I mean, they haven't been able to run a race the entire year. So there's a, there's a lot of effects here. And the reason I bring that up is not to complain, you know, and want you to feel bad for people. I think all of everybody, most people who are listening to us here are smarter than I would consider the average person. So you guys, you know, can kind of see, you know, it's not just black and white. It isn't just this binary thing. There's a lot of gray in between all of this. And for a lot of people, this has affected them on an emotional level uh, and on a mental health level like crazy. And uh, that's why I want to talk about the the self-care stuff because I do think it's important for this season of life and every season of life moving forward. And you just have to be able to, to pivot and do the best you can with what you got in your situation and not romanticize like what you wanted it to be or what it was. You just kind of have to you know, navigate the shit right now as best you can and take care of yourself. I've been a proponent of the put your mask on first, no pun intended, uh, before anybody else. I believe that. Like, you have to take care of number one before you can take care of 10 other people. And uh, you have to do what you feel is best. 
And you can't be doing things that go against the grain of what you innately feel deep down in your core. I think that's a a huge part of self-care. And that that goes with all the pillars. And that's why we coach fitness here. It's why our 47-day transformation is built the way it is. It's physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. Those are the four pillars of fitness. And that's what we attack in that program. But in, in that program directly, quickly. But in everything we do, it's what we do here. It's the, the podcasts we make, it's the quotes we share, it's the, down to the fucking t-shirts that we're putting out. They all come down to putting yourself in a good position to be healthy, both physically and mentally. And then the spiritual and emotional is obviously connected to that. So the first step here in the self-care, number one, is if it feels wrong, don't do it. If it feels innately wrong to you, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Now, this... I have to do everything with an asterisk here just for the fact of if you are living in fear, if you are being influenced by a bunch of drama and negative horseshit from the outside world or friends or family or news or something, you have to just step back and you have to put a lot of that stuff to the side and you have to ask yourself what you feel is right and what you feel is wrong. And then make the decision from there. I've heard so many people over the last four months, five months, say things and share phrases that are, they're literally parroting what what the news headlines are. They're literally parroting what they read somebody else say or somebody else share. It's not, they have not had an original thought or an idea on any of the things that are going on, but yes, they're just parroting the same stuff over and over and over again. They've adopted somebody or some entity as their you know, religion or their truth, and they're just spitting out stuff that they've never said before. And so that's what I mean when when you're making decisions about your life, what you should do for, you know, your career or your next career, where you should live, or how you should attack your health and your nutrition. If it feels wrong, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Most of us, you know, trust yourself, unless yourself sucks, (laughs) then obviously don't. But if you have a decent North Star, and you're guided by the right things, most of us know what is right and what is wrong. We have this, it's inside your body. You know if you're doing something right, you know if you're doing something wrong. Even if you walk into a room and you make the wrong choice, you know if it's right or wrong. Like for the average person, if you walk into a room and your friend's got 10 pounds of cocaine on the table, you know it's wrong. Whether you stay there and do a bunch of blow with your homie and you have a party like you're George Young, that's up to you. Like I'm not going to judge, but you walk in, you know that's wrong. And hey, if I stay here, I'm probably going to get in trouble. So the first thing to self-care, you guys, if it feels wrong, don't do it. If you feel weird about drinking 10 beers on a Wednesday night just to go to sleep because you're, you're so stressed and you're so wound up, you probably shouldn't be doing that. If it feels wrong that you're you know, taking prescription drugs and you really don't need them, you probably shouldn't be doing it. If it feels wrong, don't do it. You can't, again, and I know everybody's in a different boat and situation and scenario, but this, you know, a lot of people right now are turning to, you know, drugs and alcohol and pharmaceuticals as an answer to a problem. And if that feels wrong to you on some core level, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Number two, say exactly what you mean. This is a dangerous dangerous rope you're walking on here. Uh, I'm a big believer, you know, in speaking your truth and uh, sharing an educated um, opinion about what you feel is best for you. But just know 
when you're speaking with people, certain people you can be real with and certain people you got to talk with padded gloves on. And some people it's not worth the argument. But I am a big believer in saying exactly what you mean. Not tiptoeing around stuff, not bullshitting people, just being completely transparent on who you are uh, and what your belief system is. And then having enough you know, self-awareness to ask questions and receive feedback. But you should say exactly what you mean to people. If you love somebody, tell them. You know, If you miss somebody, tell them. If somebody pissed you off or they hurt your feelings or they're doing things that uh, make you feel a certain way, I think that should be a conversation and a dialogue you can have. With the asterisk of... There are certain, you know, friends or family members that have certain beliefs about politics, about religion, about how we are going about this, uh, you know, season of life and pandemic in general. And not that I wouldn't say exactly what I mean to them, but sometimes things are better left unsaid. There's certain arguments that I'm not willing to have. There's certain conversations that I'm not going to get into because I'm not going to change people's minds. And I have no interest in that. If somebody asks me openly, Jeremy, what do you think and how do you feel? I'm happy to share that from my standpoint and my point of view. Um, but I'm not going to openly just throw comments in the comment section on like Facebook or somewhere just to you know, stir the pot. I don't I don't feel any need for that. But I'm also not going to shy away from it. I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to bullshit people. So I'm going to say exactly what I mean. I just choose to communicate with people who can handle you know what they're asking for and surround myself with positive humans, which we'll talk to uh, in a little bit. But I do think you know speaking your truth and saying exactly what you mean is a is a great quality for life, not just for now, but for forever. And I do think the people who do uh, tend to be more honest in their personal life and professional life tend to be the healthiest and also the happiest. Number three, don't be a people pleaser, man. Do not do that. I don't think I'm guilty of this. I would guess I'm probably more guilty of being a people pisser offer, if, if that's a thing. Uh, in all reality, you know, there's a lot of people, and again, this comes down to taking care of yourself first. If you're always trying to please others, that's great if it makes you happy and really lights you up. But if you're pleasing other people, your kids, your husband, your wife, your boss, all the people you serve, and if it's coming at the expense of you, I don't think it's worth it. I really don't, man. Like you just can't you can't put everybody else before you. It's a recipe for disaster, it's a recipe for depression, for having breakdowns and just being in a mentally shitty space because you can't just always pour out and out and out. You can't let everybody be an energy suck and a vampire suck on you because they're gonna bleed you dry, man. There's only so much water in your fountain. People have to pour back into it. And so you can help others. But you can't do things just to satisfy them and their needs and their wants and their egos. And obviously, we work in the service business here. And I can't please everybody. They're, especially now with the, with the restrictions and the decisions that we have to make and how I have to best spend my time. You know, both to weigh, A, what's going to help the most amount of people? What's going to be the most beneficial to everybody? But also to me, what's going to make, you know the most money and help the most people at the same time. There's a lot of those decisions. And if I did everything just to please others, it would run me into the fucking dirt. I, I can't please every single person in Scottsdale in our community and touch everybody online who is in our coaching groups and our clients and athletes and then all the other free shit we do. It would be impossible. So I pick my spots. I do certain things to please others, the ones that selfishly pay me back in adoration. And then obviously, you know, some of them are monetary, 
but I don't try to please every single person. And I, I go as far as that for my wife too. There'll be certain things she asks me, you know, just, I got to say no. And some things I got to say yes. Some things we have to delay or put off or, or shift or flow. You know, I try to make her as happy as I can, but I can't sacrifice my own internal happiness just to make everybody else happy because then I'll be miserable. And then what's it really worth, right? Like if you're not happy in your own life, what the hell is this even about? If we're not happy being here every single day or, you know, at least most days are finding happiness and fulfillment in each day, what the fuck are we even doing here? So don't be a people pleaser. Number four, trust your instincts, which connects to if it feels wrong, don't do it. But most of us inherently know what we should or shouldn't be doing. Most of us inherently know what guides us and what drives us, but yet we're influenced by the outside world. We're influenced by society and marketing and all the things that are going on out there. We forget what our North Star is. We forget what truly lights us up, what truly makes us happy, which truly makes us fulfilled. I speak with people who change their goals every other week based on who they hang out with, based on what they watch on TV, based on the Instagram feed they are following, based on the videos they're watching, based on the podcasts they listen to. And they're not trusting their instincts in reverse engineering when they're their most fulfilled and happiest. They're going by what I guess is against the grain of their natural thought process and feeling process. And when you're younger, I think you do that more often. I think the older you get, the less fucks you give, hopefully. And uh, you start to really understand who you are. And again, a lot of these are tied to self-awareness. And I think, you know, one of the steps of self-care, which is not going to be listed here as like an actual step is you have to have a certain level of self-awareness and know who you are and know what makes you happy and I mean I mean just you not for everybody else not for feedback not because your friends and family will think it's cool or neat or, or you know give you some likes or follows or give you some bullshit you know adoration what really makes you happy the things that you would do if nobody was watching the things that you truly enjoy and that comes down to you and I use my wife as the example because obviously I've lived with her for 12 years now and as she's gotten older she's comes into her own and more so probably in the last you know 12 months than ever before I think that comes with age and maturity and experience and you know having things taken away from you and being able to see things from you know the other side of the fence if you will and what I mean is she used to be influenced every other week. Well, I want this and this and this. And then you see what would make her her most happiest. And it wouldn't be any of the things she would mention. And, you know, having the self-awareness I do, I'm not trying to jump into the lines then and get eaten up in the comments with her. But I just let it kind of happen over time. And then as she gotten older, she's started to trust her instincts and know like, okay, when I'm in nature, I'm the happiest. When I'm hiking, I'm my happiest. When I'm exercising with my friends, when I'm, you know, I'm giving back to community. When I'm doing things where I feel like I have purpose, I feel my best. And it, the instinct shifted away from, well, I just, I'm chasing just material status and stuff. And a lot of people are in that boat. And there's nothing wrong with material status and stuff, but there's inner fulfillment for most of us tied to our instinct to be able to produce, to create, to give back. And not everybody, but I am my happiest when I trust my instincts of what I'm supposed to do. Now, there's a lot of things we could do here to make money that I don't do because it's like, I don't feel it's the correct thing to do with either my time or my gifts or my talents, however I look at it. So I do think trusting your instincts in life is probably key. 
unless your instincts have led you into jail or prison or waking up in random rooms you don't remember how you got there or just if your instincts are terrible and it's just led you you know down a really shitty path maybe not you but everybody else i think inherently you're born with with a decent set of those inside your body number five never speak bad about yourself this is a good one um i'm guilty of doing this for sure uh I do it partially, and again, Ian brought it up on the podcast, the original Burning Man himself. Uh, I'll sometimes talk shit about myself, just in a a half-jokingly, half-serious way, just for the fact of, obviously, this entire business is built around my name. It's Jeremy Scott Finnis on, you know, the door on top of the building. It's on the t-shirt I wear. It's on all the wristbands. Everything we do is my name. And so from the outside, I think it looks very egocentric. Well, Jeremy thinks he's the shit, so he built the business around just his name. And it's not true. I started this when I was a young kid, and I had no clue what the fuck I'm doing. I still really don't. Uh, but I never would have made it that way if I knew this is the responsibilities I would have had. Although I'm very thankful that I have because it's afforded me to live a life and see things and do things and meet people and be on platforms that very few humans ever could so i'm appreciative of that the reason i share that is because it looks like oh well jeremy only wants it to be about him and it's not this business is not about me it's about everybody else and so sometimes i will talk shit about myself uh so i don't look like such a you know egotistically conceited asshole um which i don't believe i am at 17 or 18 for sure now i don't i don't i don't care about the the adoration i don't care about those things it's not you know if this was a different name and we could still help the same people i'd be happy to do it but sometimes i'll say you know i'm not you know that smart and iq wise i don't think i am um i don't think that that's you know necessarily me speaking bad about myself but uh you know emotional intelligence i do think i have something there but iq wise i don't think I'm, i'm the smartest dude in the world i had to try really hard in school I got really good grades in college, you know, cum laude graduate, shout out. But, uh, I mean, I cheated too, a little bit. And <laughs> and I studied my ass off like a lot. I could memorize it crazy. But it was hard to do. So when I say like, ah, I'm not that smart, a lot of you guys listening, you know, out there are smarter than me. I believe that. And there's a lot of areas of your life that you're way smarter than I am. But it's probably not a healthy practice because if you do say that, you know, um, enough, I, I do think there is some subconscious damage there that, that goes on. And, that, and you tend to believe that. Like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough, uh, you know, I'm going to fail. And when we do that, we paint ourselves into a corner. And that's why I don't want any of you guys to do that, you know, because you are smart enough. You are talented enough. You are gifted enough. You do have enough resources if you're willing to put in the work. There's certain things all of us, you know, can or can't do. But if you're negatively always filling your head full of shit, you're going to start to believe it at some point. Even if you say it half-jokingly, if you say it enough, I think it's going to affect you on some level. So I would urge all of you guys out there not to speak poorly about yourself. And you're not great at something, you know, don't say I suck at something, I'm terrible at something, I'll never do it. You could say, you know what, uh, I'm maybe not where I want to be today, but I can get there if I work my ass off. And I'll say this, you know, I've learned a lot. And when I say, you know, when I say smart, I'm using in the terms of like naturally good at math or naturally good at like science. I'm not naturally good at those things, but I've learned a lot of shit over the years because I've I listened to about 100 audiobooks per year. So even me and my primitive, you know, chimp brain in my head, like I learn a ton of shit and I've got to hang out with the smartest humans ever. So it's been uh it's been great for me personally, but I, again, I do sometimes 
talk a little shit about myself, just like all of us. And so if you're doing that out there, please stop doing it. You guys are badasses, even if you don't know it yet. Number six, never give up on your dreams. Unless your dreams suck, then you can let them go. Um, in all seriousness, I wouldn't want people to quit on dreams if they're really their dreams. I guess that's why I've laced in self-awareness into this episode so many times, just because I think a lot of dreams we have are not really our dreams. And I'm generalizing here, but I've talked to thousands of people over the past decade plus, and I found that to be true. And what I mean is, people say, oh, this is my dream house. This is my dream car. And they say that at 27. And that shit is not the same at 37 or 47 or 57. And it might be in that season of life, but it's not your dream. And even when, with that context, say this is my dream house, that's your dream. Like when you were 12, you dreamed about a backsplash. You dreamed about countertops. You dreamed about, and if you're Joanna Gaines, maybe you did. You know, you're Martha Stewart, maybe you did. But I don't think that's really our dreams, right? Like, and again, I'm very primitive human. I look at my house and I love it. My wife's made it look super cute. You know, thankfully we own it and it's all great. And I'm super blessed beyond anything, you know, my ghetto ass ever could have imagined just because I never thought I would would own a home outright, let alone live in one that has a pool in a destination like Scottsdale. I just, I feel like I won the lottery. And if that's the nicest place I ever lived, like, cool. Like I, I'm, I'm totally happy with that. But I wouldn't say it was my dream. Like, that, it's just a box with a cover on it. It's got walls. It's got a cover. You know, my wife makes it look, you know, cute, if you will. Or what is the word she uses? Trendy or chic or what is the, I'm trying to think, like, bohemian. She says all these fancy words. I get them confused. I don't know. I don't got, my house looks like Crate and Barrel, if that gives you any idea. But uh, the point I'm driving at is it wasn't a dream for me. It's just the house, the box, the car. My dreams are different than that. My dreams are to help people, you know. My dream is to see all these places in the world, which, you know, hopefully when this is over, we can all do that again. And my wife and I have been very blessed to, to go to some of the nicest places on earth. Like, I've stood in the Coliseum. I've stood in the Coliseum. Like, I've been on, the, I've been down the Amalfi Coast, like Positano. Like, when you look at it, like, on photos, it looks just like that. I've been to Bora Bora. It's amazing. Like, I walked the beaches of Barcelona. Like, we've been to all these super amazing, dope places. Like, these bucket list places that most humans never get to go to. Like, I feel those are dreams of mine. And uh, among other things. But I would urge you, if you have real dreams and you know what they are, don't give up on them just because times get tough or you're in a shitty season of life right now. And a lot of people are going to do that. Because it'd be easier to, to shift gears and go in, in a different direction right now in the short term but not in the long term. And so if you have a dream, like you really want to be your own boss, you really want to start a business, I would urge you to keep pushing towards that. Now, there's 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 ways to be a, a reluctant entrepreneur, and there's times where you can take a big jump or take one step back and, and two steps forward. So this might not be the perfect day to like, you know, quit your corporate job and then open up a business that's not allowed to be open, like if you're here especially. But if it's a dream of yours, don't quit on it. You can... I don't want to say pause it. That's not the right word. You can slow down the progress towards it and work on the things you can work on in the season of life you're in, but don't give up on them. And if your dream is still to, you know, go to Italy and eat the dopest pizza, you know, in Sorrento at like, you know, Franco's, like 
then go do that. Like, I would never tell you to give up on that. Now, it might not happen in the next six months, but it can still happen. If your dream is to write a book or to start a family or to whatever your dream is, don't give up on it just because it's hard and just because things haven't happened as quickly as you wanted them to. Because a lot of the things that are happening for me today are only possible because of the stuff I did 10 years ago. Because without the years before, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Without the work that I put in six years ago, this podcast wouldn't be possible, or at least 1% of you would be listening to it or hearing it. If I would have quit 50 times along the way, none of this stuff would have came to life. But my dream was to, hey, you know, how can I be financially independent? How can I be my own boss? How can I, you know, one day just be a part of, and when I say that, I mean like apart, like not be part of the system. And I've been successful in doing that. And it was it easy? Fuck no. Did I want to quit? Yeah, like 800 times along the way. I probably wanted to quit 10 times two weeks ago. Uh, but I didn't. And I just kept it going because I'm like, well, if I can do this and if I can just keep putting in the work, I know even if 14 shitty breaks happen, albeit a pandemic, I'm still going to get some good breaks. I'm still going to be able to do things and shift and pivot and... I can keep my dream alive and I can keep chasing other dreams. So it's not ideal right now. Obviously, if you're, you know, a dude like me, you're a, you're a gym owner. Yes, I, we have this amazing online platform and work with people all over the world. It's, it's, I'm very happy we're able to do that. That's probably why I'm so tired right now and I'm just rambling on because like we've been filming videos all week and all week and all week because that's the only thing I can do in the moment. But, and, and again, I could live a great life just doing that, but I want to be here. I wouldn't have bought this building. If I didn't want to hang out with my friends and train here, that's why the fuck I bought it because I want to do it. Um, that was one of my dreams. Like, can I own a piece of real estate, you know, in Scottsdale that's, you know, commercial based like for a business or apparently now it's just a fancy man cave where we can, you know, drink whiskey and podcasts and get badass workouts in by myself. But eventually, you know, everybody will come back. But that was a dream of mine. And if I didn't work my face off and if I would have quit when roadblocks came my way over the past 10 years, I wouldn't be sitting here. You guys wouldn't be hearing me. You'd have never have heard us. You would never see all the awesome, what I consider awesome free shit we put out. And that's why dreams are bigger than just the end goal. It's part of the process. And it, it has to be something that you care about so much. You'll do damn near anything to keep it going. That's why I say a lot of times it's not just a car. I'm not going to wake up every day just to buy a fucking car. That's me, though. I'm not judging anybody else. I'm not going to wake up every day just to live in a house that's a certain style. I don't give a shit about that. I'm not judging anybody who does. That's fine if you do. But for me, I'm like, well, how can I do this to where I can help as many people as humanly possible? That was my dream. And I'll do damn near anything, you know, short of probably dying to keep it going. So here I am on a Saturday keeping it going. Next one, number seven, don't be afraid to say no. This is a big one for a lot of you guys. This ties into the people pleasers. Don't be afraid to say no to people, especially if your goals don't align with their goals. If you're trying to do something with your physical body and they want you to every happy hour, it's okay to say no. If they want you to come to every dinner, it's okay to say no. If you go to family functions and you have a family that meets multiple times and they always eat like shit and drink like shit, it's okay to say no. You can go, and if you can you know, survive it and make the best food choices and drinking choices, 
but just say no if they want you to do all the same shit you've always done. Because if you keep eating and drinking the same way you've been eating and drinking, the results will be the same. You're going to really struggle to make any progress if if you make progress at all. And so it's okay to say no to people. It's okay to say no, I need to stay in. It's okay to say no, I have to do this for me. And no, I need some me time. No, I need to work out right now. No, I need to read a book. No, I need to further my education. No, I need to skip that event because I'm going to try to save money for fill in the blank. So you can't be afraid to say no if you really want to take care of yourself. Which leads me to number eight. Don't be afraid to say yes either. Don't live in fear. Um, Don't shoot everything down. Listen when people offer you experiences and opportunities and don't be afraid to say yes to them. Even if it might not fit your schedule perfect, even if it might not be exactly what you're looking to do, even if you're unsure slightly, but it might seem exciting, but it might not be, don't be afraid to say yes to just living your life. Uh, There's a lot of things that my wife has asked me to do that I probably was unsure about at some point, but I just... I wasn't afraid to say yes, and I just said yes, and then I find out some things suck, and I don't want to do them anymore, and then some I say yes, I'm like, you know what, I really have fun doing that, that's something that I really enjoy, and you enjoy, and we enjoy it together, and it's a great experience, and so you you can't be afraid to agree to things and understand that sometimes other people have great ideas, and sometimes other people have ideas that are way better than yours. And again, sometimes people have terrible ideas, so you say no to those, and you say yes to the correct ones, and All it is is you give it a chance. And what I say of most things in life is I'm willing to try most things once. I don't want to say everything because there's a lot of things that sound absolutely terrible and I have no interest in them whatsoever. But I'm not afraid to say yes to certain experiences, at least just to give them a try and then I can make the call for myself. You know, like hiking the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim. Like going skydiving, you know, like going paddleboarding with sharks. Like all the things that we've done, like... I'm willing to try it, you know, everything's risk-reward, right? But uh, you got to be able to say no to certain things, and you got to be able to say yes to certain things, and say yes to yourself. Like, yes, you need a day off, or, you know, no, you don't need a day off. You got to get your ass up and and put in the work, whatever it is, Um, whether you tend to be an overworker or an underworker, if you're a self-motivated person or you're a complete lazy ass. That's why I say it comes down to self-awareness and self-care, and sometimes escapism is needed and relaxation is needed, but... For a lot of people, man, they're escaping a lot and they're relaxing a lot. And I think they'd be better off just putting in some work and really just planning and programming out the things that matter the most to them. Number nine, be kind to yourself. I think this goes without saying, but uh, a lot of people aren't. That ties into the obviously the way you speak to yourself uh, and about yourself, whether it's to, to yourself or to others. But you got to be kind to yourself. And uh, I'm a realist. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm bad at. I try to surround myself with people who are, you know, have complimentary gifts to mine. Where you know my wife has a, a similar skill set to me, but also very, very, very different. Monica, who's like my right hand here, who sits literally, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, I think she's about seven feet from me here total, socially distanced, of course. But, uh, you know, she has a skill set that complements mine. I'm the front of the house person, whether I like it or not, uh, and I've gotten way better at it. She's the back of the house person. 
I'm you know a creative idea person as she is as well but she'll clean up my abstract random shit ideas in the world and put them together and make them look cute and you know approachable to the world and the point of me sharing that is I know what I'm good at I know what I'm bad at but at the end of the day like I'm a fan of myself like I have to I have to believe in myself I have to be nice to myself and the effort I'm putting in I can't be overly critical of what I'm terrible at because I suck at a lot of things and that's okay and I punt them to other people who can fix them and make them look better. So then I look like I'm a badass to the world, even though like they're the ones you know helping me do a lot of the work. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, Jeremy, you don't know how to use, you know, uh, you know that Adobe whatever. I don't even know the programs anymore. Um, and again, like if Matt Sizemore is out there like helping me with all my Infusionsoft stuff, I'm not going to hate myself like, oh my god, like I don't know how to do this. I'm having him to do it. Well, yeah, I can do certain things, but I'm not going to hate on myself and be overly negative because I don't have the same skill set he does like he's good at that and Matt helps us with so much of our internet backend things so I'm a fan of me I got a lot of great skills I'm you know I'm talented at what I'm talented at and I suck at what I suck at and I'm not going to sit here and be like oh Jeremy you need to learn how to do everything it's not possible I can learn things but I can't master 14 different tasks it's not realistic I can't expect to be great at everything it's not possible like something's going to suffer and so I'm not going to beat myself up and be like, oh, man, you should be leaner. You should be more muscular. You should eat better. Uh, you should put out, you know, more videos here. You should put out... No. I'm doing the best I can with what I have, and I try to improve that every single day and every single week, and that's all any of us can really do. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to fuck up things. In fact, in this program, in our face melter program, I actually have to write this down. I almost forgot. So there's a side note here. And this is why I don't beat myself up over it. Because I'm not perfect and I mess up a lot of stuff. So this face melter program these guys are in right now um, is the first time we've ever ran it, ever, by the way. So I need to preface it by saying that. And here's how we typically deliver it. We'll deliver the program. They get everything. Obviously, we share it in the private Facebook group. They get it via email. They get the video and the written description. And uh, so I made this. Uh, I wrote all the copy for this like in in a day. I think I stayed home for like six hours one day and just worked on you know the copy. And so, when I mean the copy is the body of the emails that they're getting. So we give them the workout video. I talk them through it. They can watch the video of the movement patterns, and then in their written caption, I'll describe the video, similar to Instagram, just more way more detailed. And so I'll write out the workout. And the workout was uh, a countdown flow. So it was 14 skater hops, and one burpee. Then you go 13 skater hops and one burpee, 12 skater hops and one burpee, all the way down to zero. Then they take a rest and they repeat the pattern. Well, again, my genius uh, brain wrote 14 burpees and 14 skater hops, countdown. And then you'd go 13 skater hops and 13 burpees if you read it. Now, if you watch the video, you would see something was wrong. The problem is some people didn't watch the video and they just start reading the caption and they start doing this you know, burpee countdown with like 300 burpees instead of like 30. And so that's a mistake by me, clearly. And uh, between 14 burpees and one burpees, it's a pretty big fuck up. And uh, that's me. I can't blame anybody else. Even if Monica was of, you know, had written it, um, it's my program and uh, it's my mistake. So I take extreme ownership and accountability, but that actually was my mess up. That was a hundred percent on me actually. And, uh, I can't feel bad about it. It's it's an honest mistake, and that's something that we'll fix for the next program. And typically, these programs we run beta versions, but because the world has been 
you know, less than ideal for us in-person business owners. We've had to, you know, speed things up a little bit with these online programs. So you guys are getting some fun surprises. And so uh, it's something I just have to laugh at. But again, I can't be overly critical. I can't hate myself. And I guess got to be nice to myself. Hey, man, you're not perfect. It's very humbling for sure. And, And this whole thing, you know, has been, and I like to feel like I'm a humble person no matter what. But uh, during this, you feel it more than ever because I I have a nice space here that I created for myself and for all the people who come in here and support us. And we love training with them and, and, and kicking their asses and kicking my own ass and kicking our asses together inside this facility. And at the moment, we can't do that because it's, you know, in Arizona, you can't be in the gym for right now. And uh, having to go back to the parks at 5.15 in the morning. And I'm doing these workouts with these guys, which are beating my ass. And uh, I'm not, uh, it's not ideal for sure. It's super hot, it's super sweaty. It throws off kind of my day and schedule, but I'm happy to do it for the people who are willing to wake their ass up and do it. I feel very blessed and fortunate, but it's humbling too. Cause I'm like, well, man, I got this super dope building down the street I bought and I'm out here doing, you know, fucking sprints in the park. And, uh, as great as it is, it's a humbling thing to be like, man, you know what? I'm still, I'm still out here in the trenches. I'm still out here grinding, you know, and I, and I have fun doing it. It's, you know, probably not the ideal setting, but it is fun. It is nice to be back hanging out with those guys, you know, doing these workouts with them. So, you, you know, you, you're not removed from it. So you feel the, their pain in real time. Uh, just like, you know, they're going through, you're going through it with them, which is kind of cool because in a normal day, I don't have the opportunity to do that here because there's too many groups and there's too many, uh, you know, people going on. And if I'm exhausted by 6 a.m., then I I can't really, uh, you know, help the, the other, you know, 50, 100 people who walk in the door. But uh, it's a humbling thing. And so uh, the takeaway is you just have to be kind to yourself and you can't talk down about yourself and you can't hold yourself to an unrealistic standard because none of us is perfect. No matter how much we try, whether you're a parent, uh, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your nutrition or your fitness or anything else you're doing, you're going to make mistakes. And to err is to be human and, and to learn from them and, and try to make improvements moving forward. That's all any of us can really do. And so uh, don't be your own worst enemy, especially if you're a female. I love you guys. Most of you are beautiful. Uh, you're much stronger than us men mentally and physically in a, in a lot of ways. But uh, you're so critical of yourselves when you step on the scale and uh, if you gain a couple pounds or if, you know, you have some cellulite or if your clothes fit a little bit tighter, you just, you really are just, you're so negative. And I'm generalizing here, but I work with so many women, so I can say this, like I've, I've lived through it. This is from experience. Like you guys are like, you talk down about yourselves and you're not kind to yourselves with the effort you've put in and you're overly negative. And I don't understand why, like, because you're human, like, and you don't have to hold yourself to this unrealistic standard And this crazy metric that I assume other women put on you. Because if you have a dude in your life, I'm pretty sure he doesn't give a shit. Um, We're dudes. We're savages. We're predators. Uh, You know, we like you even if you stink and you're wearing your pajamas. We probably still want to have sex with you. Because we're just men. And that's kind of how I'm wired. Like, my wife, I think she's her most attractive in, like, the most random weird moments. And she can't understand it. But I'm like, it's not about the makeup you put on and if you, you know weigh this or you weigh that or you know I don't give a shit like I love you for you like as the whole and uh I just think sometimes women you know are overly critical and they 
they make themselves out to be way worse in their mind than they actually are in person. And so, ladies, don't do that because we love you um, even when you don't, you know, maybe love yourself as much as you should. So it's my little side note there because I work with a lot of amazing women who are just, they're beautiful. And uh, sometimes the things they write and say, I'm like, are you guys are just, you guys are a little crazy because you already look great. So stop being so, so critical of yourselves because you're doing great even if you don't think you are. Number 10, um, let go of what you can't control. Like my old man used to say, you know, control your controllables. And so that's all we can do, man. Especially right now during this shit. We can't control this. Lord knows I've wanted to, but uh, I've come to the realization that I can't. No matter what I want to do, this shit's out of my control, dude. I can't control when we open here. All I can do is, you know put people in the best position to be successful when they do. I, I can't control the economical impact this has had on our brick and mortar business. But what I can control is the internet and how many people I touch and reach and our internet programs and making those the most badass thing possible and delivering to them and touching people there. And uh, it's hard to do, man. It's hard, you know, this is a side note for me, you know, and I've talked to, again, I mentioned this before, a lot of our gym friends, they've watching their businesses crumble. And a lot of them are, you know, on life support and a lot of them are dead. And they're not coming back. And they're they're maybe going to be in the same career, just working for somebody else in a gym setting. Or maybe they're going to switch careers altogether. And uh, it's hard to, to let that go. It's hard to let go of the shit you can't control. It's hard for me here. I can't serve people and there's nothing I can do for a lot of them. So it's like, you're going to lose money. You're going to lose revenue. You're going to lose members. If I could do a whole podcast on the amount of money we fucking lost here in the last five months. And it would be the most depressing thing ever if I run through all the numbers. Even on the low end. If I run like on the high end, you know, I might have a break <laughs> a breakdown if I really uh, read into it. And it sucks, man. But I got to let that shit go. Because I can't control it. That's the five months is gone. It's not coming back. You know, some of the people who are gone, they're not coming back. You know, all the the events I had planned, all the, you know, the meet and greets, all the corporate stuff, all this, the normal Saturdays or just the normal scheduled stuff we had to come here to make money, the groups, the camps, all fucking gone. Done. Never making that money back because the time is gone. I can't go back five months in time, but I got to let that go. And I only can control what I can control. And that is this, you know, doing as many quality podcasts for people. You know, checking in with people as best we can, showing up in my ass up in the park at, at 5.15 and just over delivering as much as we can in the ways that we know how for right now. And uh, it's not super fun, but if I sat, you know, and tried to live in the rear view during this, it, w- it would mentally cripple me. And there was probably a couple of days where I did that and just puts you in this like stressful, shitty state. And that's not a place anybody can thrive and be. And so... Um, luckily I was able to snap myself out of it, you know, pretty quick. And so now I'm just kind of like at peace with all the shit. And I'm just like, you know what? All I can do is, uh, it's like you're watching a, a glass fall from 50 feet away. And you really want to be able to sprint over there and grab that glass before it hits the ground. But I can't. And, uh, I just got to let the glass fall and, uh, pick up the pieces, you know, when they do. Um, and go from there. It's kind of how I look at this whole situation, honestly. And so I am uh, 
eerily at peace with the shitstorm I'm currently sitting in. Uh, so it'd be like you're sitting in like, you know, uh, four foot pool of shit and uh, you want to get out of it because it's gross and it smells and you hate it, but uh, you're just kind of stuck in it, man. So, you know, you you know, crack a whiskey and, <laughs> and make the best of it. Number 11, stay away from drama and negativity. I mean, tattoo this on your face for life. Stay away from drama and negativity. This is for everything. That's why I don't watch the news because, hey, don't believe a lot of it. And uh, I think most of it's drama-filled. It's panic porn. It's negative. I don't associate with people who talk about negative shit and drama. I have no part of it. Nobody who comes here does that. And if they do, we get rid of them pretty quick. I don't have friends like that. Anybody in any of my social media channels who's who's pumping that propaganda shit gets immediate block or snooze for 30 days. Anybody who says anything negative to me on any of our pages anymore gets immediately blocked, restricted, done. Comments deleted, they're blocked. I have no time for it whatsoever. Back in the day, we used to do things in hopes of like educating people and leaving them on there. Uh, but now I'm going to stand to this. Like, if anybody says anything negative about anything that I do at all or my wife, uh, or anything, any comment I make, any video I put out, I immediately block them from my life. And people are like, well, Jeremy, like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't I? I'm giving out so much free shit between Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Tumblr, email, podcast. Is that everything we do? Our blog, that's nine. I'm sure I'm forgetting one. That's nine different channels. That we put stuff out every day for free. Every day we put out things on nine different platforms for free to help people and asking nothing in return. If we sell something, like a 47-day, we say, hey, if you want to enroll in it, check it out. Any questions, just ask. I don't tell you you have to buy it. We're giving away free shit on nine platforms every day. And you have the audacity to follow me and, and comment and you know try to bring some negative drama bullshit in my life? Blocked. I have no time for it. I have no time for trolls. I have no time for anything. I have. It's a hard enough just to reply back to all the people with positive messages, let alone deal with these negative people spewing horseshit. Nah, man. There's nothing for that, especially during this season of life. Like when when you have no idea, like would have had to do to keep this fucking train rolling. Like I just I, I just can't even entertain it for a split second. And so for all of you listening, if you have negative friends family members, co-workers, neighbors, social media people, the news, whatever it is, stay away from drama and negativity. Stay away from things that make you feel stressed, that raise your heart rate, that put you in a bad headspace. If you're reading something and it makes you feel shitty, stop reading that crap. If you're watching videos and it makes you feel terrible, stop watching that stuff. Be educated for sure. Pick the sources you need that you actually trust, which there's very few out there. But don't surround your brain and your mind and your heart with drama and negativity. Life is way too short for that. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with is just love. The 12 steps to self-care. The last one I'll leave you with is just just love, man. Love yourself. Love the people that are important to you. Love the people closest in your life. Spread it and be able to receive it just the same. Spread it to the people who need it. Spread it to the people that are closest to you and that you believe in and receive it from them as well. And that might be simple. It might be just loving your dog. And you know that thing loves you back like crazy. 
Love your wife, love your husband, love your kids, love your close friends, love your family members, love the people who believe the same things that you believe. As long as you have like this common goal to make the world a better place than you found it, I think you're going to be okay. But you have to be able to give love and you also equally have to be able to receive it to have a dope-ass life. And I believe that. So those you guys are the very, you know, basic 12 steps to self-care. I think my wife found these over on uh, Muno Men's on Instagram, I believe. Uh, but she shot this over. And admittedly, I was super tired today and didn't want to do this. And I'm still exhausted. I'm actually even more tired right now. But I thought it would be important uh, for all of you to hear it, especially now during this. And hopefully, hopefully, we're on the back nine of this shit show that we are currently in. That's my hope. And that's my belief. And I'm sticking to it. So, uh... That's where I'm at with it, man. I'm just trying to make the best of, of what's going on here. And I, I do believe self-care has always been important. And, and I've said this a million times. If I had lived my life a different way, if I had run this business a different way, if I did not invest my time, effort, energy, and money into the things I invest them in up to this point, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast right now. I would be drowning in a stressful storm of shit. And I don't know how I would have you know, gotten out from underneath it. So, and a lot of that comes down to just self-care and self-awareness and knowing myself and knowing, you know, what I'm willing to chew on and what I'm not and what makes me the, the, the healthiest, happiest, most productive person I can be. And it's living my life this way and by these basic, you know, set of principles or, and set of skills. And if I can help myself and if I can always be in a good positive mindset, you know, more often than not, I can help a lot of you listening. And if that's my calling and my craft, that's what I'm here to do, then I'm going to keep on doing it. As long as you guys keep tuning in and sharing it and being the most badass, awesome peeps you can be. So thank you guys. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Just my quick ramble. Maybe I'll get Heather on tomorrow. Uh, we got a lot of stuff on the docket here. But uh, I apologize for the delay this week. I only did one podcast uh, this week. But I've been super busy because we're having to pivot this entire business um, in a really short amount of time. And uh, it's not been the easiest thing for sure. And if I would use the word exhausted, I don't think that would do justice for how my body feels right now. I wish I could reach inside my body and like hand it to you uh, so you could feel how tired I am. But uh, And on the same sentence, I'm very fortunate and blessed to be able to do that. I'm very fortunate to be able to be this tired, that I have this much life energy, that I have this much dopamine in my fucking brain and energy to, to pour out to everybody and to do the things that I've done and uh, you know have the friends that I have and have the athletes that support us and the people that are in our corner and so I appreciate you guys all of you guys who you know listen to the podcast and follow us on social and enroll in our coaching programs and do the things that we you know preach and coach I appreciate you and from the bottom of my heart I really I thank you I do and I'm glad that I can connect with you even if you guys have never seen me or talked to me or been here. And if you get the chance to when the world's on a shit show, please come in. I'd be happy to give you a t-shirt and put you through a kick-ass workout. It's the least I can do. And uh, that's why we do it. And that's why I keep showing up, man. So I appreciate you guys more than you know. Even if we never met, but you've listened to me ramble on for 300, 400 podcasts, <laughs> just know I... Uh, I appreciate it, man, because Lord knows I don't want to listen to myself talk for three or 400 episodes, but I thank you sincerely. So, uh, Again, reminder, a 47-day transformation is kicking off here in 14 days and four hours. It link is in my Instagram bio right now, or it's 47daytransformation.com. If you want a little podcast discount code, I'll see what I can do to make it easier for you, but I promise you um, that program can change your life if you let it. 
It really can. It's uh, I've, I've put a lot of work into it, and I continue to do so. And there's a lot of other programs we could run that can make a lot more money, but they wouldn't change nearly as many people's lives and mindsets. And so that's why uh, that's why we do it. And uh, also, my homies at Athletic Greens, as always, big sponsor of the podcast. If you guys want to try Athletic Greens. Simply hit me up. I'll get you a link for the 20 free travel packs. Or if you're really on the fence, I'll have Monica shoot you one right to your front door. And you can make the call yourself. But again, it is the daily all-in-one supplement. It's 75 proven whole food ingredients. You can't beat it, man. Again, supports energy, immune system, gut health, digestion, liver function. Um, supports the natural you know, blood sugar levels that are already you know, in the body. So again, it's a great way. If you're not going to eat greens every single day, five or six servings, which nobody's going to, it's an easy fix. It's got a little prebiotic, probiotic in there. You know, makes life better. That's why I take it every day. So hit me up, shoot you the 20 free travel packs, or I'll have Monica mail it right to your front door. Is Joe Rogan doing that? No, he's not, because he's not as crazy as us. But we'll do that for you. So I'm happy to help you guys do that, and then obviously make the call yourself. So I appreciate you guys. Um, stay safe, stay sweaty. Any requests on the podcast, send them over my way. I need to go lay down and maybe go in my pool. It's like 115 degrees here today. It's fucking crazy. And uh, I'm starting to get uh, a little delirious and lightheaded. So that is where I'm at right now. So until next... Oh, I almost forgot. If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to the podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Just click five star. Takes 10 seconds. Write a quick sentence. Jeremy, you're crazy, but we love you. I'd appreciate that. Share it with a friend or fan member who you think needs to hear something to maybe, you know, light them up a little bit. And, uh... We'll go from there. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.